Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Makeover. Uh, it's your host, Garrett Marigut, and I am excited to be joined by Ryan O'Hara, VP of Growth and Marketing at Lead IQ. Welcome to the show, Ryan. I'm doing the queen wave, I guess. This is what the <laughs> queen is. So what's up, everybody? <laughs> well, I'm excited to have you. So for everybody tuning in for the first time, we are both blind to what companies are on here. We have zero preparation, more than zero experience, though. So Ryan's led marketing for a lot of great SaaS organizations. Lead IQ is going through a boom right now. So excited to have him with us. And we're going to be looking at a random SaaS company and trying to come up with three things that we would do if we were CMO. So we're going to try to put our CMO hat on, show up and say, what would we do different? How would we maybe find some opportunities here? So sound good to you, Ryan? That sounds good. And remember, we have no idea what company we're going to get here. This could be crazy. Yeah, I yeah. Let's see. All right, Ryan. Other Ryan, you want to pull up the wheel for us? Okay. Oh man, trucking checker. I don't know who checker or keep trucking are. This could be new ones for me. Oh, they got me a new one. Okay, so I feel like I've seen a lot of SaaS companies. I actually haven't seen ones. I don't even know what vertical they're in. So I'm gonna share. Right, this, is our, this is our first impression here. We get to see what what we feel like being them, being a customer coming to the page for the first time. A hundred percent. All right. So let's see. So, checker, can you see my screen here, Ryan? Yeah, I'm going to try and make it bigger, but I can see it. Okay, cool. So, welcome to a new era of background checks. Cool. Okay, now I can see it. Very cool. Checker uses AI-powered technology to help our customers run their background checks so companies, big or small, can make safer, more informed hiring decisions in less time. Okay. Cool. I want to avoid disruptions. Social proof right up the bat down up there. Yep. They do a good job with that. Airbnb, Netflix, Papa John's, Instacart, Lyft, Pride Staff. Smarter technology equals better hiring. I kind of like this. This is cool. All dynamic. Explorer platform. I want to click on this because I think this is the kind of stuff that helps us understand. Um, so if you're doing a background check, these are the things you want your background check to include. I wouldn't say that's indicative. These are more, I don't know if that's your platform though. So let's see if we can learn a little bit more about the platform. Learn more about our platform. Yeah, I'm trying, right? Adjunct, educate, I can't even spell that. I don't even know, how, we shouldn't even try to say it. <laughs> adjudication, adjudication. Wow. I'm going to say it more confidently. Adjudication. So do we even do we start with some feedback right away or do we kind of cool it a little bit? I mean, we can. I'm like just trying to get a sense for the platform because I was hoping to see it, I guess. So that's where my brain is a little frozen. Well, what's your take right here? Like, are you wanting to see platform on platform or what are you guys? Yeah, so, all right. A couple things that come into my mind right away when I see this. I see Checker and I kind of feel like, it, for people that don't know like how I think about marketing a lot of the time, marketing's job is support. It's not just supposed to be wrapped around like telling you what your product does and product marketing and messaging and all that stuff. A big part about what you want to do with your product and how you want to build your brand is teaching people stuff. Mm -hmm. And and like, for example, there's tons of background checking applications that are out there today, right? Yep. 
the ones that are going to win are going to be the ones that teach us something that we don't think about right now. It's not just saying like, this is what it is. I know you're on the main product page and you're thinking about yep. that, but it's also being like, this is why, this is how you need to think. Yep. And I don't know and if they do that, right? Right? they do that down here in a sense. So like, I like what you're saying, Ryan. Now my brain, you're totally right on that perspective. What I'm looking for is this moment of like emotional compellingness to choose you. So I have these two ideas that just popped in my head instantly. I want your take on them. One is integrations. If I'm checker, right, and I'm thinking about how background checks work, they need to fit with your applicant tracking system dynamically so that I don't have to do this separate. So I would have loved to see integrations right here because yeah. to me, at the end of the day, it's a background check. I know checker doesn't want to hear that. But I'm not thinking you have better background checks than someone else. I want cheaper and easier background checks. I don't like. I don't know if the the gap that we have in the market is better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or it also could be like. Uh, so I'll give you an example of how I'm thinking about it. Right. Yeah. Why are you doing background checks at a company? Because you don't want to hire someone that's a criminal. Is that is that it? Is it because you don't want them being around customer data because they can steal it and then sell it somewhere? Like. What's the what's the motivation there that's creating that pain in the first place? You might have to have government contracts, right? Is one example. Um, and then I think there's also types of policies that like certain industries require, but I'm not sure. I think that's that's it. Yeah. Driving. So, so yeah. the hard part. So um, we'll go back and forth here. It's supposed to be like this, right? Um, yeah. Part of, part of what I'm thinking about with this is. I want to have a holy crap idea that's introduced to me where I'm just like, I never thought of it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you an example. I once had a company that would try to, I had an office space uh, for Lead IQ in New Hampshire. I had yep. a person call me and try to sell to me to come clean our office. And their pitch wasn't about we're reliable, we'll come every two weeks, our prices are affordable. Um, that's like not how they introduced and talked about their services. Okay. The way they introduced it to us was, did you know that your employees are more likely to get sick if your office is dirty? And this is why it's important that they we we come every week, like every two weeks. And it just completely wrapped my mind around how much is it costing my business to have people be out? How much? How much? How much business is being impacted? If the place is crappy and dirty, people are going to choose to work from home because we had a work from home policy where you can work from home as much as you want. Now yeah. I'm losing some of that culture that I was getting in the office. Like this whole talk track got introduced to like comfort and 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 not getting sick and health. And this is pre-COVID. Even and they don't have that why here in their menu. That's a great point, right? Like, they're what's their why? You got platform solutions resources, but why checker? Yeah, there's 800 other companies that probably do what checker does. At this point, background checks are probably commoditized. So if you're going to introduce something to me, come into it and be like, I'm going to show you something you've never thought about before. You know what I would think about? Generally speaking, if I do a background check on someone and they fill the background check, what's that tell me about the person I'm going to be hiring? Ignore trust, ignore contracts. It probably means there's someone I don't want to work with every day. They're probably a jerk. If you're breaking laws and sure, people deserve second chances and stuff. I'm not trying to be like negative on that end. But like that might be the holy crap idea that I think about. Like what about this, Ryan? What if – see, because so now my brain is going like how I would differentiate – what if we tied it back to making your hiring process better? Because if someone's getting all the way through your interview process, 
Yeah. And you keep failing on background checks. What is that saying about your interview process too? Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. How much waste is happening pre? Because background check is the final stage in the sense that you've already used a middle manager's time and maybe even an executive's time on interviews. So how much time can we save on interviews with a like with a background check that identifies an early signs or like how we get better at interviewing or selection without, I guess, breaking the law and discriminating. So there's, I guess there's some nuance here, but I do think you're right. We need a different angle than just, we use AI. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe it's something, maybe your top headline is like the new era of background checks is okay. Um, but, um, Maybe my main value proposition for Checker is, I, by the way, we're, we don't know their software front here for people listening. So like we're kind of spitballing a little bit, but we're trying to come up with something. Maybe I'm doing something about the type of pe- the type of company I'm building. Like what's, mm-hmm. what's, what's that? Every 10 high, if you're a company like Netflix and you have 3000 people working there right now and next year you're going to have 4,500. That's one third of your company that you're growing in one year. If you fill that team with a bunch of people that suck, meaning they're jerks or they've done some shady stuff in the past, or they've had like, you start filling that up. You've just turned Netflix into one really cool red hot tech startup into like a media giant that everyone loves and uses. Uh, you've turned that into like a weird shady CD media company that you don't really want to work with. Yep. And, and that's, that's I maybe, maybe I'm harping that a little bit, but, that's how I think about this. Every company that's telling your story with your positioning out there and listening to this, you need to think about like what's something that's going to make the person stop and think like I never thought of background checks being that important, but now I get it. The background check isn't because of government contracts or auditing. The background check is because you want to go to work and be at a company where the people there are generally good. And you want your customers to experience people that are genuinely good, right? And so I love that. I'm still – yes. Right? Yes, that's genius. Now we're getting closer, right? So I love that. So we have this idea of a value prop. Now, I love this idea. Notice, contact us, request a demo. But I love this idea of my background check. I don't know what it does yet, so I'm going to click on it in a second. Yeah, let's see it. Let's see it. Is that I could put my information in, and I would get a live background check on myself, so I would immediately understand the value of the product. I my, think that would be I'm such curious, a cool way. Yeah. I'm curious about this, too. I'm actually – I think it's kind of an interesting thing. Do you think they charge for this? I don't know. Let's see. Get status on your background check. So no, this is if, okay. So what's happening here is like I apply to work for Papa John's, but their last step before you get the job as a driver is you have to pass the background check, but then they're not getting back to me. So it looks like I could log in myself mm-hmm. because I think you have to have access from like a legality standpoint. So I would though, my thought here is kind of like how, you know, HubSpot has a marketing grader. Yeah. I would love for me to be able to get my own background check free of charge from checker as part of my onboarding. And then it, that would allow me to like from there create an account or request a demo. I think that'd be a great low friction offer. What's what's your take on product integration with low friction offers like that? Oh, I love it. And the other thing it can do is it can make a product qualified lead for your sales team. So if someone comes in and fills out, uh, let's say I just get right into the product, right? We do that at Lead IQ, for example. Like we want people to get right in if they can. Um, your sales team can go through and you can build some internal processes to filter through the people requesting background checks. And you can look at some stuff like their title. Uh, you can do some scoring based on some static stuff. 
um, yep. like their company size, you can enrich that data. Um, based on those triggers, grab that and then build it into a, a prospecting sequence for the for the rep to go call them within 15 minutes after they fill it out. I love that. And Ryan, I mean, we have to also say this, Checker's brand is pretty badass. Like, I, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, this it's, is yeah, yeah. it's really freaking clean. Okay, Checker? So we're, we're trying to get you a little more upside. I got to admit, though, for a background checking company, I mean, this, pretty, this looks pretty modern, it, actually. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty slick. Okay, so we got to give them a little bit of props. Now, you're a content guy, Ryan. I, I mean, I hope you don't mind me like saying you're pretty good at content. Um, well, what's your take on kind of what they're doing here? And is there a type of content you want to see that maybe isn't here? Is there an approach to content that you think could help them? I mean, they're running this very like. Unbounce literally had the exact same left aligned uh, using tag yep. log thing uh, like four years ago. I totally remember seeing this. I have something that's similar on my own website. You have something through Uberflip that's somewhat similar. What's your take on this kind of like resource hub? So I love a resource hub. I think one thing that might be – they're a bigger company obviously, but one thing that might be missing here is yep. you could put out ebooks and webinars and all this stuff. But um, similar to what Directive's doing here, your best person to represent your company are employees at the company. And having them talk with people, I almost think that the way you should run your marketing department is like a media company. Like, Agreed. My favorite, example, my favorite example of this, if you're trying to think of a parallel, is like, look at TBS, right? TBS is a TV network. They have lots of assets that are out there. If you go look at Conan O'Brien as a media company, Conan has basically built a media empire by putting things out there. He's got a podcast, a show he puts out every day, um, little segments that they do, native advertising. But they put their employees all over the place. If you look at stuff we do at Lead IQ, we do the same thing. Like I'm on stuff. John Miles is on stuff. Like we have a whole roster of reps that we go and put out in content. And because it's a person talking to the person that's on your website who is also a person – it makes it more relatable and you trust that person know more in understanding who works there and that it's real people. Cause you're not your company and your prospect isn't their company. They go home and they get in fights with their wife. They're normal people. Like they, yep. they, they, they have problems. They, uh, the phrase I use is everybody poops. Like everybody's vulnerable and has issues. Right. Yep. So you want, if you, if you want to make an authentic connection with someone, you should also put some stuff out there about like, I'd love to see, uh, a video here that you could click on with with like someone that's on their their team talking about uh, some clever ways to to do hiring, best practices for hiring or something. Yep. So, and let's see. So let's dive in, right? So they have this how background check, sample actor working, checker editorial, so they have an editorial team, and I mean they're playing the hits. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The yeah. truth is, is this is boring checker. Okay, I'm guilty of it too. I'm trying to come up with new ideas. Let me show you guys an, an example of a new idea of what I want to do in content because I think someone like Checker could benefit from it. So what I want to do right now is I want to copy Mischief and they're doing drops. So what if all of our content was so good that we only did one piece a month, but everyone in our industry was waiting for it to launch? For example, Birkenstock. Imagine if our content was so good that we partnered with Birkenstock, made destroyed bags, and then created a dynamic layout, two-column, like truly innovative, badass, world-class marketing 
and made that into content. My point is, is like these guys are actually changing. Like in the year 2024, they bought every domain for all the different people available. And then you could buy it. And then when they sell it to that person at a later date, you're going to get a cut of the profits. That's nuts. Like crazy concepts and ideas, but it's good enough that we want to share it. And I'm talking about it and it's design and developer centric. So the reason I'm saying all that is if I'm checker, I want to get away from SEO driven content, right? Hand up. I'm the SEO guy. SEO content isn't going to do what you want for your business if you're a checker and you don't have self-onboarding, right? Let's not get it twisted. I can't come in here and this piece isn't so good. I can guarantee you that I read this and I think, damn, I need to hire a checker. That's yeah. the truth. Yeah. Now, what if it was functional though? If you're a checker, you know the average time you save an HR professional in background checks. In fact, you could build a calculator that could show a savings calculator of what happens when someone moves from their current legacy platform to the new shiny checker platform, how much money do they save? That's the kind of content I'm craving in SaaS that creates demand for my product instead of boring low-level awareness of its value prop. You know what else you can do too? I think another thing that a lot of people forget is that when you make content, you want to inform people, but you also want to entertain them. Like I like to, the phrase I like to use is infotainment. Your how background checks can impact my work or force planning. Yeah, it might get indexed and pick up something on some some search engines and stuff too. But how many people are going to bounce off this page because they get a paragraph in and they nod off? Like yeah, I mean, it's, it's all going to be retargeting driven, right? Like this is, has to all be retargeting. I'm guilty of it, Ryan. Like let's be honest, I do this too. I'm just saying I hate it, and someone should be honest to be like, yeah, it's not good marketing. Cause it's not like these types of blog posts are not good marketing. It is a tactic we developed because we wanted to get leads from Google. But if you deleted Google, why would you create this piece of content for your audience? That's, I think the, that's the new game we need to play as SEOs because if people out there start doing content this good in SaaS, like watch out. Like what if you did this idea, by the way, Ryan, since you guys have that privacy tab where yeah. You gave up with data lotto. So give us your personal info. We sell it to advertisers. One person wins all the money. Imagine what this would do for your guys' cell phone collection. Yeah. That's all. That's, that's great... actually dope, right? Like it's, it's, so <laughs> it's Do you see what I'm saying? But that's good content. Nobody's reading this like, damn, got to steal this. And I think that's my problem with all of us, myself included. Like hand up. I'm guilty. Is we keep all doing the same average content, hoping for above average results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, are you familiar at all with like, uh, with brand archetyping? Like, I'm not familiar with that word, but I'm probably familiar with what it means. Break it down for me. Yeah. So in the sixties company, people that follow me and stuff probably heard me talk about this before. Cause I, I think I geek out about this stuff, but in the sixties ad agencies and stuff started to, uh, hire in-house psychologists who would basically go and try and figure out how to use psychology in your brand strategy. And when they work with clients, they'd figure this out. For example, you could buy a motorcycle with Harley Davidson, uh, BMW makes motorcycles, Ducati, you go down the list. But when you buy a Harley, it's people feel like they're a badass when they buy a Harley. And that manipulation that they do in the way that they advertise, the way that they make ads and stuff is designed to get you to be like, 
When I see Harley, I associate people that have Harleys as being badass. Therefore, if I get a Harley, I'm a badass. Yep. What that does is you put your brand into an archetype. There's 12 of them that have been figured out. They come from Carl Jung originally um, with people putting people in categories. But the idea is that if you pick a brand archetype, you can make your brand pizzazz with more personality and more interest. Like that lotto idea looks really cool. I love that it was loud and flashy. It probably, it's, it's the copy's really clever. It's probably a gesture archetype. Like its goal is to be entertaining. It's supposed to be engaging and catch you and zig while everyone else is zagging. Like that's something that you can do. I feel like Checker could be doing that too. This looks like all the soul has been sucked out and pushed into like, and I get that you're marketing to HR people, but the HR people that go home all have different perspectives and different archetypes you can use. So like if they want to do a creator archetype, you would talk about building and the companies that you're building. If you wanted to be mm. checker, like let's pretend I want to be a rebel archetype for checker, right? I might I might say like I might make a tagline that's like, uh, forget all you know about uh, background checks, like and they they actually like start to say that in the beginning copy, and then the other, yep. then you get here and it's just boring HR lingo. It was something like this, right? Like it would be if you were to do that, right? You'd write maybe a headline that's like that. I'm glad you're doing this. Whenever I do this, I screw up and have to refresh eight times. <laughs> it's right. Like what if background checks weren't the worst part of your day? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah. Like a Like you're challenging them a little bit. You're getting them thinking about like, like, or, or like the idea is that you work with checker because checker doesn't say something like your, your checkers, not the product you're buying your customers, the product that they're buying. And that's sort of, that's sort of what I'm thinking about with that. If so, if I'm checker, I'm thinking like, I'm going to go through all my content. I'm going to go and pick a brand archetype and I'm going to make all my content use that same voice. Anyone yep. that's speaking on behalf of the company is following that same archetype as well. It becomes a compass to be like, I get a vibe when I use checker. Cause like we both get vibes when you work, like you see Disney, you get a vibe, right? Yep. That, that's sort you of what I'm thinking. Like, when you see this emotion. Emotion. Yeah. 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 You want to create an emotional story that connects with someone in a way they're like, where they're like, man, I, I, I feel like, when I use this product, I feel this way because the, their vibe and feel is this way. I love that. Now, one of my questions to you is if we wanted to get better at brand archetypes, is there a book we could read or a resource that we could apply that to? Um, there's lots of blog posts that you can see out there. If you just Google brand archetype, we actually wrote one at Meet IQ. I, I, one of the things I do is I, I've been talking about it for reps using it when they're doing social on, on set, like when they're doing social selling to be an archetype all the time. Um, but there's yeah. plenty of other examples too. If you want to know how to do it, the right thing to do is write down some adjectives of what you brand you want your brand to be, and then try and put them into one of the 12 categories. And the one that scores the most, see if your competitors are doing it. You don't want to do what your competitors are doing too. Uh, actually, let's talk about Checker's design for a second too. Um, I kind of feel like uh, for if we're doing the SaaS remodel, re remold on stuff, you kind of want to have it be a little bit less uh, ordinary and plain too. Like this looks like every other website that we gotta do, doesn't it? Execute it really well, though. I agree, but like they do act like I agree with you. Like yeah. this, just so you understand, like in my opinion, like they copied this company. So just works is yeah. like an EPO. And okay, well, just works is rebranded. But essentially, just works had a very similar vibe before that looked exactly pretty much like this font style. It's clean. I agree that. Because of the nature of HR, I think they took the pendulum and said, how safe could we be? And they said, cool, let's be safer. 
And <laughs> well, I'm not saying that's a bad play, though, right? Like, yeah, honestly, yeah. it might be the smartest move for him. And they, I care more about execution. And I do also, think they executed it really well. But it is very emotionless. But it is clean. So I'll I got, tell you, like, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a story actually that kind of to, to, it, it's a little it's confrontational from what you just said, but it's good. Um, I worked at a healthcare startup for a year, and we had an EHR system that would take health records and let hospitals make it so they can make them electronic. We ran A/B test on two pages: one where we just talked about what the product was, and it was super safe and conservative because you can't be funny and silly and clever in healthcare. Like that was what we were kind of thinking about. And then we ran another test where we uh, ran the page and the copy was really clever and funny. We made comments about, um, we joked that we, our, our whole thing was manager health records. Like it's not like, like it isn't 1985. That was the way that we did it. And then the whole yep. page just like made fun of stuff that we don't do anymore. Like using floppy disk and like, we just went down this list and stuff. The second page had way more conversion and it wasn't just because the copy was clever. We actually asked people afterward, we we asked people about this and ran some studies. If you if you exhume confidence in whatever you're putting out for content, you actually have a higher trust score than if you go and put something up that's like really staunchy. Like for example, if I say we won't spam you on a landing page, the first thing you think about is ah oh, crap, I'm gonna get emails from this company. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of stemming off that. So what I'm suggesting is even though it's HR and you want to be safe because you're targeting people that are HR. The problem is every HR company is doing that. And if you want to if you want to stand out and be different than JustWorks or Zenefits or I can go to Rippling, uh, I can go down the list of all these different companies. If you want to be different and really stand out and be like, man, this brand gets me. I, I'm going to stop what I'm doing and really pay attention to them. I'm not going to leave this page. I'm going to look through their content and stuff. You need a voice that's different and unique from these other companies. A brand and a personality needs to exist and exhume in, in the stuff that you're looking at on the site. All right. I love that. And I actually completely agree with you. So let's wrap this up though. So you're the CMO. You got yep. three things that yep. you're going to do to help checker get to that next goal of theirs. What does that look like? First thing is I'm going to pick a brand archetype. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the archetype I pick is going to be based on two things. One, how do I want people to view my brand? And two, what's the opposite of what my competitors are doing? Competitors are not just people that directly compete with you. It's everybody in your space that's going after the same buyers that you have. I like um, that. So that's the first one. The second one that I would do, and I love this idea that you kind of built off of, the my background check is really interesting. Yep. If you want to put, I don't know how legal this is, so maybe this isn't legal. I'm ignorant of the in industry in the space, but maybe yep. something you could do instead is run a background check on a coworker that already works with you or something. If you're that person. Oh, that's yeah, I like it. That's, yeah. that's a little snoopy, Ryan, and, but it, it's it's compelling. Here's what you do. You you make your instead of making a form that's like, hey, run a back, put your candidates info in and we'll do a background check. Have them put in someone that works with you and put in that person's work information and it'll send it to them, too. So they know about it. Now you've created mobility inside that organization, especially if like, let's say you and I both work in HR and sit next to each other. Right. That's a really easy tactic. Now I'm taking one person that's looking at my site at this company and getting two people to look at it in HR instead. So maybe you yep. pick a coworker or something. So that's the second thing I would do. Um, third thing I got to think about for a second. But um, what, like, what are some things Let that me you, you a third. Let me get you a third because I would do. I I think we got to talk about price. 
at the end of the day, I see a background check as a transaction. And my assumption is as I do more background checks, they get cheaper. Yeah. I want, I want to move a toggle. I want to move a toggle. I want a pricing tab right here. That lets me see if I want to run one background check a month or if I run a thousand, what's my price per unit and what's this going to cost? And I want to experience your product. So my big takeaway, if I'm CMO of Checker, is I need to decrease the time from landing on Checker to experiencing Checker. And they don't actually allow me to experience Checker today. And what I mean by that is when I click my background check, I don't get to run a background check on myself. That stinks, right? If I could create a top of funnel call to action that says, get your own background check, that would be sweet. Number one. Number two, pricing. I like the platform. I think it's clean. I think they've executed. They got great logos. I just can't imagine it is my problem. So like when I'm looking at this, it's very hard for me to imagine myself in the product solving my problems. So when I explore our platform, show me a live trial instance. Give me a live trial instance from Acme.inc, like every other product in the world. And let me see what it's like to run these features. I want to get in your product. And at that point, then gate it. Now let me request a demo. Now let me start my free trial. So to me, I need to get pricing. I need to get my product integrated and I need to have a better top of funnel call to action that's frictionless because technically right now, I have no way of interacting with Checker unless I contact them. In other words, my only way to work with them is to get a demo without really being able to learn anything about the product. And I think that friction hurts. You could even come up with some sort of freemium model where you do one or two background checks a month for them for free and keep them in your funnel. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Just let me do a background check and then give me a trial instance that's already preloaded with Acme Inc. So I can see what it's like for Acme if I were to convert more candidates or lower my risk or remove friction. And I want some data. Don't tell me remove friction. Tell me how much friction to remove. How much do you increase productivity by? How much faster can I convert candidates? How much can I lower my risk by? Like if you can give me some absolute copy, like you said earlier, right? An arc, brand archetype, but with absolute language instead of relative, and then lower my friction to figuring out your platform. I think they can just take massive market share because they do have a good content engine. They do have a good brand. I just don't know if I can experience the product like I'd like to, if that makes sense. Hey, real quick. Also, another thing too. Um, the quotes, you could actually use the social proof to prove the point out instead too. So like when you said actual numbers, have those numbers come from the customer, not from you if you want to. Right. This, right. Previously, 37% of hourly workers said being hired quickly was the most important factor when choosing where to work. With so many job seekers looking for work, many will take the first job they're offered. I don't know what that means, but at least it's got a stat in it, right? So like what you're saying, like get us some quotes, get us some stats. This is a good one. I think. I think they have a lot of potential, Ryan. I think they have such, I mean, their brand's clean. Let's not like, let's not act like it's not like that's a really, yeah, oh, cool oh. it's, it's great. We're, we're literally, we're being snobs. We're the, we're those guys at the back that are like, yeah, well, have you heard of this band? They're big in Europe. <laughs> like, that's what we're doing. Basically we're, we're okay. digging deep there, but we're coming some ideas. No, I love it. But no, this has been amazing, Ryan. For anyone who wants to follow along, learn more about brand archetypes who want to kind of learn more from your perspective. How can they do that? Um, add me on LinkedIn, uh, or you can go lead IQ and, uh, do a search on brand archetypes, lead IQ. We've done a couple of posts about them, including one where I talk about loving Taylor Swift as a 33 year old man. So, uh, she's a good example of brand archetypes, by the way, working. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for being on the show.
that is all. Thank you, Checker, for being uh, our muse. And uh, have a great day, everybody. Bye.